Welcome to Talk to Ma with Susan Henriquez. I am a crisis and trauma counselor, spiritual counselor, minister, and tarot and oracle card reader. I provide trauma and crisis counseling service to help individuals navigate difficult situations and cope with the effects of trauma. Additionally, I offer spiritual counseling, which may involve helping individuals explore and connect with their spirituality, offering guidance on spiritual practices, or providing support in navigating spiritual crisis. I offer tarot and oracle card readings as well, and this involves using these divination tools to provide insight and guidance on various aspects of your life, such as relationships, career, or personal growth. Overall, the services I offer focus on supporting individuals through difficult situations, both in terms of emotional and spiritual guidance, and to help you navigate your life with greater clarity and understanding. If this is an area that you are struggling with and would like my help, let's talk. I offer a 15-minute free vibe session to talk. Go ahead, make an appointment. Contact information are in the notes. I look forward to hearing from you. Hello, hello, and welcome to Talk to Ma with Susan Henriquez. And I am Susan Henriquez. What's going on, y'all? Thank you so much for being here. Woo! What? I got some cherries to pop. Oh, I ain't never been here. They ain't never been here. So, you know, I'm super, super, duper, duper excited, blessed, happy to have these three magnificent women here today. Day. And without further ado, let me just introduce. I'm gonna start with Kim Goodluck Seabrook. She's oh, oh, let me just say everybody here's from where the Bronx. Yes. Yes. That's right, Connecticut. Yes. You know, I love you, but a girl is from the Bronx. <laughs> so thank you, thank you for being yes. my girls. Anyway, so everybody here's from the Bronx. So Kim is mm. a poet, and she's she used poetry as a form of therapy. You know, Kim is a single mom, and from a young age, you know, she she was she grappled with sexual abuse, abandonment, domestic violence, addiction, heartbreak, and several near-death experiences. After surviving so much, Kim learned to embrace and live in her truth, turning her adversity into the good look brand. Kim utilizes her sultry voice, hip-hop culture, New York hustle, and unapologetic spirit to encourage and inspire others through speaking engagements, about domestic violence work. She does domestic violence workshops, other speaking engagements. Oh, I'm sorry. Politic events and rallies. She's also an activist. She supports programs like the Brooklyn-based Music Art Appreciation Time and Healing 
M-A-A-T-H workshop. And that was created by one of the leaders of the hip hop culture, Chip Fu of the Fu Schnick. I try to practice that one. (laughs) Kim also operates her own workshop program called Creative Soul Solutions, a program which includes writing skills, poetry lessons, healing, and meditation methods. Her workshops have been in schools for young teens with criminal history backgrounds, which did come to a half due a halt due to the pandemic, but it's currently she has a workshop for those with special needs that she does via Zoom called We Are All Poets. She has written for magazines, produced television and radio shows, and has interviewed for some of the greats of hip-hop, community activists, politicians, and more. She is a published author in her most recent book, Memory Lane, which I have (laughs) reminisced with me through healing poetry, will be used to help others heal and express themselves through writing. Her book is available on all online stores such as Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, and more. Good Look Seabrook has a poetry soul album called Memory Lane, as well as avail- and it's available on all music streaming platforms. One of her songs from the album was featured in New York Fashion Week. So welcome, Kimberly Seabrook. And I forgot to say, mention that she's also my blood sister. So we had to throw that in there. So she's accomplished all that. And, you know, we're also very much related. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you, now, do I call you Kim or good luck or does Kim it matter? Good. Kim's yeah. good. Kim good. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Kim. And next, not. But not last, but not least, not least, not last, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Let me introduce to you Della Smalls. Hey! Thank you, Della Smalls. So Della's another Bronxite. Yes, yes. Um, She attended Monroe College in 1994, and she studied business administration. She went into ASA, the College of Excellence, where she studied networking and security focus. While attending ASA, she also worked in the fashion industry for 15 years. Della, along with her partner Kim, her and Kim also had an online radio show called Keeping It 100 with Kim and Della, which lasted a wonderful two years. During the pandemic, Della decided to embark on a new journey. She started a vegan candle company called Enlightened Life Candles. Before I go any further, she gifted me with some very nice smelling mm-hmm. things. I also have her candles. I really love her products. I love your candles because they really smell. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you buy these candles and you don't, but I was really impressed by the fact that I could actually smell them. me. <laughs> Uh, 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 she does this all the time. And look, I like my mother. Look, give me the cup. Don't let it chicken. As you can see, they're very good friends. Uh, anyway, fast forward to 2022. Enlightened Life Candles now includes an array of products such as vegan wax melt, lock hair oils, hydrating rose water spray, Yanni steams. I'm very interested in that. Um, natural hair body wash, as well as mental a mental wellness writing journal and hats. 
2023, Della is working on a series of child activity books in which she hopes to release later on this year, as well as co-hosting a new podcast called The Ladies Room, yeah. which will be which will be airing late, late March or early April. We definitely need to talk about yeah, that. Yeah. What is that going to be about? <laughs> now, you know, we were running a little late. So I know her as the beautiful, the wonderful, the kind, the sultry <laughs> MC Heather. Yeah. And so I don't want to mess up your name, which I meant to ask you. Is it Sharia? Sharia. Sharia. Sharia Perry, aka MC Heaven. It was another um Brooklyn per I mean Bronx girl. Hello. Hi hey. there, beautiful. <laughs> So she was born and raised in the Bronx and partially in New Jersey, where her dreams became a passion and a true reality for her. MC Heaven is a wife and mother of four miracle children. She is a powerhouse of compassion for helping others. She's also a licensed registered nurse. I didn't know that about you. Community connector and transformative life speaker. She has used her gifts and talents to inspire and encourage others to pursue their dreams as well. She's a recording artist and a songwriter with eight songs to her credit and various hip-hop collaborations. MC Heaven has had the honor to do a collaboration with the legendary Curtis Blow. Yeah. For some of y'all young ones, might not know Curtis Blow, but yeah. he the man. He was so sexy, too, back in the day. <laughs> I used to see him at the Fever, girl, but I never got that close. Y'all ever went to the Fever? Yeah. Oh. I knew a Fever. Uh, no, we're talking about the old, old Fever. I think I'm saying, old. I don't know. I'm older than y'all, I, I think. I'm a lot I know I'm older than Kim. Yeah, I'm older than Kim too. <laughs> anyway, she um so she's also a three times McDonald Gospel Fest semifinalist winner, an actress in the Adult award winning off Broadway play Ghetto Chronicles Hip Hop Musical, Woo-hoo. created by yeah. Dwayne Dwight Dwayne Dwight Dwight Whitley. And Kim, by the way, was also in that. I think that's how y'all met, right? You no, and MC yeah, Heaven? Yeah, MC Heaven to come and audition. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Because okay. <laughs> I didn't mention that you I were met her also. through Della. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Anyway, yeah. she's had her film debut in the memoir independent film, I Am Relentless, the movie, by producer Stax Cordero, which I love and yes, I watched. Yes. And it was so much fun to it watch. Was. It was so yeah. much fun. Y'all got to watch it. It's on Tubi. Y'all need to support Tubi because there's a lot of African-American okay. um shows there. Up. I've been having like a, a, what do you call it, when you be just watching them all day, uh, like watching binging, yeah, yeah. binging. I've been binging on 2B on sometimes. And that's a real, that was, it really reminded me of back in the day, too. Yeah. And she's received many awards to embody what she's passionate about. She was awarded the Exceptional Clinical Skills and Pres- Perseverance Award as a member of her local church. Also serve as choir official awards, also while also winning many local talent shows at schools. She believes all of her life lessons and experiences have allowed her to live a life of joy, passion, and purpose. In addition, she serves on a few women empowerment and faith boards and an honorary lifetime member of the Coalition of Humanity Organization. Welcome, MC Heaven. Woo-hoo! 
Yes. First and foremost, let me just say, if I haven't said it already, I think I've said it, but I'm yeah. very, very honored to have you all here. Thank you, Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you. You know, this show is for young adults, so I'm always like wanting to bring young, you know, the OGs like us. So I'm, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a little older, so I ain't gonna try to make y'all feel old. But you know, we've been, we've been there. No, they need to. You know, we have stories that we need to share with them, mm, to empower wow. them, to encourage them. That even like some of us late bloomers like me, even me, I could have a dream and I could pursue it still. You know, yeah. and it's never too late to pursue your dreams never. and do what you do. So I'm going to start with you, Kim. Tell me about, um, because I know, I know that you're a lot of, I know that you say poetry saved your life. Mm -hmm. And what do you mean when you say that? Well, uh definitely starts with the mental health aspect. Um, my first poem that I did on stage is also in my book, Memory Lane. It's called Thankful for the Pain. So I've always written since I was younger. I've always, but I want to make it clear that hip hop has also been a huge inspiration in my writing. So you'll get that feel once you hear it, when you hear it, when you read it. But, um, so, and it's funny, people be from from the youngest, yeah, back in the day, be like, Kim, I used to see you write all the time. And sometimes I don't even remember. I'm like, Kim, you were always writing. I was like, wow, okay, that's what's up. I guess I am. But, um, so the first, like, real poem that I did on stage was Thank You for the Pain. And I remember writing it. Um, I wrote it on Du Bois Street over the sun was shining on me she used to live here in, in connecticut yeah no that was newburgh oh newburgh <laughs> that was oh, a long okay. long time yeah. ago yes mm -hmm. so this is yeah this is a while ago so um that was, was a shining long time on ago. Me, and um it was just good vibes and i said um i wrote about the abusive relationship i wrote about abortion and i wrote about me getting through it so the end of it is like i'm thankful for the pain the hurt the tears and the stress mm. because without it i could not appreciate my happiness so in order for me to go on stage and talk about these things and um not worry about being judged mm. um just letting it out and being able to express that as a healing in itself mm. the second part of the healing was hearing other people say Damn, you telling my story. Mm. And sometimes we be so wrapped up in our issues that we think we're the only ones going through it, mm. and we're not. So when you mm. hear that, you're like, oh, shoot. Okay. Mm. It dwelled on me. Then even the guys were like, well, where he at? Where he at? Da -da -da. You know? And like, these are, I'm talking about these are people that I did not know. It's not like I did it in just front of my mm. friends. Some of my support system was there, but that was just like one little table. Everybody else didn't know who I was. You know, so, um, so that was, that was an experience. And then I realized that I can provide this power and peace of mind to other people mm -hmm. by showing them how to, um, not be afraid, going through your past, talk about it and don't judge yourself for what you've been through. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. And how about, cause I know all of y'all have a story and I know all of y'all, like why is you, um, Della, you've done a lot of things. I know you and Kim have done a lot of things together. You've interviewed a lot of people. What is your story? Why you do what you do? What, what is it that, what is your message? What, what is it that you want people to know about you? Hmm. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared. <laughs> my, my thing was, to influence the younger generation, that's that's mainly why I wanted to give radio a try. 
Because I know, I mean, a lot of things, well, when we were doing it, it was more up and coming artists and things of that nature. But I know in doing that, other people are listening. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, tuning yeah. in to hear this music, but they're also listening to the conversation as well at the same time. It was mainly for the youth. I have a young son. She had a young son at that time, too. He had a teenager with that. Mm-hmm. Well, well, he wasn't really a teenager. Yeah. Well, yeah, because mine. Well, yeah, yeah, he was a teenager. You know, boy, it's right. It took a while. <laughs> and it's just, we want to just make sure. Because mm-hmm. I know I've heard some of your shows, and I'm not, that is one of the vibes that I always got. Like, and I know, I know Kim too, you know. Like, it seemed like always trying to stay positive was one of your goals that you guys, even if you, because sometimes talking about music and hip hop, it's, it's hard to stay positive with some of the music that's mm-hmm. out there, right? Mm-hmm. But I I know that that was one of your, one of the things that you guys were passionate about. How were you able to accomplish that? Uh, that was just like blessings by running into the right people, people believing in us mm-hmm. and giving us opportunity to let them interview us, you know, but, also, we also know a lot of people, you know, behind the scenes and stuff like that. Like that. So yeah, they they just um they enjoyed our vibe and our energy, mm-hmm. and they trusted it, us. And, yeah, it was really organic. Yeah, organic mm-hmm. that, it was supposed to happen. Uh, and that is how things happen too, right? Because like I think that when you give out that kind of vibe, the universe is gonna open those doors, right? Mm-hmm, right? You're gonna give what you get. And I think that when you give that good vibe, that's what you attract. Mm-hmm. You know, you already had a, a plan, an idea for what your show was gonna be about. Right. Now I wanted to ask you, um, I guess I guess there goes, Hey, I was waiting for you to come back. So, um, MC Heaven, can you hear me? Yeah. So we were talking about we were talking about what what motivates Kim and Della to do the things they do. So I want to ask you the same question: What motivates you to to make music and and be an activist and all these things that you do? I enjoy I enjoy music and um, just being around people from a young age and. I just enjoy the feeling that I would get watching certain entertainers, listening to different music, watching certain movies. I always love the feeling. So I said, growing up as an only child, I read a lot of books. I had a huge imagination. Mm. And I said, if people feel what I felt, you know, through the arts, it would make me feel like make, bringing people joy actually brings me joy. So mm. I would say my motivation would be the joy of seeing people satisfied and happy with the art that I share. Mm. I wanted to ask you guys, um, so everybody here is from the Bronx, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. were you, so you guys were in the era of like, we're going to get, you know, this is a trauma show, so we're going to get, I want, yeah, like yeah. the crack era yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Of course. Me and Sheree yeah. is actually from the same hood. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We went through the treachery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the reason I bring that up is, um, you know, this is a story that the younger people don't know. They don't really know. They don't didn't experience us seeing our family members, our friends just disappeared. Yeah, deteriorated in front of our eyes. I remember seeing, um, and I have pet family members. And the reason I bring that up is because I really want to talk about hope. You know, like how do you, how do you, how did y'all stay hopeful? 
How do you stay hopeful living in that environment? I don't living in. I don't know. For me, I wouldn't say it was hope living in that environment. It more was like you had no choice mm. but to try to get up out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Right. It was either swim or sink. Right. Either you, you, you right, you follow that road or you follow another. Right. Um, and I guess being that we're from that era and we were around like family members and everybody that were drug users that you know died from because mm. at the same time that heroin and heroin, heroin, heroin and AIDS, AIDS right? We went through the AIDS, we AIDS era. era. Yeah, so, that's right. That was another fear, right? Yeah. So we lost so many people and we've seen so many people go through so many things that we're like, we want to take a different route. Yeah, it was more survival, I think, back then. Right. Um, as far as hope, growing up, what we did have, despite us having all of those issues, we had community, which is something yeah. our yeah. kids don't oh, have. Yes. Yes. Our kids I can't agree. go knock downstairs or across really? the hall and say, Yo, I'm hungry. Yeah. I don't care uh-huh. if, I'm not, if, if my mom ain't have no food from whatever situation. We, there was somebody I could knock upstairs, 2G. 5G, 4G, 6G, that is so 1A. True. That is so true. And, and you knew, and I was just talking, I'm so funny that you brought that up, because I was just talking to somebody about that. Like, what happened to community? Everybody used to know, you knew everybody that lived in There's your no block. More village, no more Yeah, village. you knew everybody that lived from, from this block to this block was your block. Mm-hmm. You knew, I don't care how many buildings was there, I knew everybody right. in the buildings. Right, right. You know, I knew everybody's mama, everybody's mama knew my mama, they saw me doing something. And we was not acting up in front of nobody like else's mother. And you could go eat at so-and-so's yeah. house. Right. But that is a big thing that is different than what these kids have and now. And I think that's yeah. what made it easier for us to survive that, that we mm. had community. That's what made it easier for me. we also had to grow up with it. Yeah. Big time. MC, have you want to say anything, my love? Oh, yeah. My, my Well, first, my father was strict, so I wasn't enough too much. But I saw it. But the funny thing was, it's like the people that sold weed and the people they just like the family friends like we knew everybody in the neighborhood right. and they wouldn't let us like the kids see them in that state and so we still just respected them and they would like protect us you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah 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 you know don't ever let me see you do this even mm-hmm. though they <laughs> like um it was our community our area the neighborhood and Right, like when you took you, if somebody was chasing you, well, you just knew you had to get to, get your to that block. corner right, right there. there. Get yeah. to your Listen, no lie. <laughs> when you get no to your block, you, they better not come up in there because they no was getting their ass whooped. Now these people are the first thing they're going to do is pull out their phone. No, phones. I was just going to say that. Take their now camera out. Now they're taking out the camera out out so to help me. Why do you think that is, though? What happened? Is it social, social media? media. Yeah. No, it's the smartphone all together. Oh, yeah. All together. But social media, social media is media. But from, the, from the moment, and this is everywhere, even down to us, from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep, we're on it. Damn, I'm on it too. I'm on it all the time. I fast, I fast <laughs> from it all the time. I do I fast, fast from it. Too. Like, because sometimes I can't get on it, but I am on it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you something. Another thing I wanted to ask you, this is why I wanted to say, how did you keep the hope, right? Because there's a lot of kids out there that have big dreams, but they don't know how to keep the hope because they have so much stuff going on in their lives. And a lot of times they're ignored. And that's why I do what I do now, which is also, um, I was thankful in high school also, I had great teachers, Bronx Regional. 
So now I am a teacher. I'm a teacher as well, and I provide healing and creativity. You as a neighbor. You as a Jane Adams. Yeah. So because of that, that's why I provide with creative soul solutions and looking books, and I create a safe space for the kids. Because they need one. They need Can they have one? Right. Because some of them don't have none. Zero. Zero. No, I always imagine myself mm -hmm. out of the neighborhood. Like I always just imagine myself in Hollywood and some bright stars. <laughs> that too. Oh yes, uh, I'm with you on that heaven. Uh, <laughs> little heaven, little kill. I'm with yeah. you on that. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. my, listen, one time me and my friend Denise. We was outside. We was like six years old, long hair, ponytails, and this guy came up to us. Like, crazy with some older guy. We just some yeah, we have a house in Florida and we have Dalmatians and you can tell us that we didn't believe that's where the heck we had another house at. And the way he believed it like, wow, okay. Imagination. Yes, heaven, that's a good one. Let me ask y'all something. Um how about fear? You know, because I, I know I, and I want I've thought about this question for y'all. I want to know about like fear and consistency and things like that because I have a lot of kids that come through here that have dreams about doing things. And I've also seen a lot of people that ha are very talented but not consistent. You know what I mean? They're very talented they, or they have a good product, they hit it strong in the beginning and then you know they start fizzing out. But you could talk yeah. about that with your product because there's been no yeah. times we've yeah. had and conversations. Then, and then I'll even say, say that mm -hmm. like there's times when people say everybody doing that, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the other thing too. Mm -hmm. Like everybody doing that. So how do you deal with the fear and still do it? Because you got to keep doing it. Keep Why you got to keep going? You don't know what the outcome is going to be. You don't know. If I how give up now, you give over the fear? But how, right, like, because I'm not going to lie, there's many I, times throughout this journey I'm fearful. I haven't gotten over the fear. Mm. Like, it, it's still there. Like, I have my moments where I worry about certain things. But for the most part, I still got to keep going. Because you believe in yourself, right? I do. I yeah. believe in myself, and plus, I, I have people watching. You have to. And I'm talking about what I'm saying when I'm saying about keep going. I guess what I might be more specific. I'm talking about your business. I'm talking about your dreams. My journey. Yeah, your journey. Yeah, yeah. Like, and actually, the journey has helped me overcome a lot because I would say I was way more fearful before. Now I, I worry about certain things, but not like I used to. Like, now it's more like I know I'm blessed and I'm mm -hmm. covered and the universe got me. Mm -hmm. I'm at that point in my life, that level. So, I really don't fear about certain things, but when my back is against the wall and I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Sometimes yeah. I can't help it, but. Right, right. Because we're humans. We're living a human experience. That's why I'm saying mm -hmm. I wanted to ask y'all what y'all do when you're scared. Because, like I said, for me, I'm often afraid, too. Della. I say afraid. And I do it, <laughs> I do it afraid. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm afraid. Like, even, like, getting sponsors, I'm like. Sometimes you just I'm gonna go ask them, but I'm scared, you know. But I do it anyway. Right. What do you think about that, Kim? Well, um, for many who know my story, know that I stopped working to pursue my dreams. 
So I was fired from my job. I was homeless for about two years, sleeping here, sleeping there, just so that I could um, be able to perform here, perform there, do this, do that for the community, get all over the place. And it was extremely uh, difficult, but you never see me stressed out. Like, I've had moments, not saying that, like, you know, things may have been a little like, ah. Uh, it was but, yeah, but for the most part, I knew that I was going to make it. I said it. I said it. Everything that I said, I would do. Everything I told my son, Dajay, I ain't going to say his whole government, but I was about to say his whole government, first, middle, and last. Everything I told him. Yeah. I told you I'm And I look in his eyes. I, I didn't. I, I did everything. Everything. And then he was um, also very supportive. And for me to have that, I know at his age, at 17, I was out my house like peace. Mm-hmm. So for him to stick by me and believe me, that was like very, um, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I told you I got this, but and you that, got me. And that's what made it a lot, a lot more easier. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he was watching. And he's still mm-hmm. watching. Mm-hmm. 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 What about you, MC Evan? How do you do, you do? Are you afraid sometimes when you gotta do stuff? When you're pursuing your dreams? So it it depends on the situation. Like sometimes I know we all get these butterflies. Like if I'm about to go do something, or if I'm gonna present something and it's new, I might be like, how are they gonna receive it? But then I just mm-hmm. you know I get hopeful, and I, I stay hopeful because I always picture myself, you know, like again expected in. Like I picture like. I said, yeah, this is going to happen. It's going to work. It's just taking time. Mm-hmm. But I have a story with fear that I learned um, probably like in the 11th grade. I wanted to, 10th to 11th grade, I really wanted to go to LaGuardia Performing Arts. And I didn't have people really around to help, you know, guide me like that. Mm-hmm. But when I got into Dodge High School, this designers counselor, and she, I would go in and talk with her. And then I was cutting a lot. And she said, listen, I'm going to get you a chance. And she got me an audition. And I got scared. I didn't go to the audition. And she pulled strings and she made a way. And that experience taught me, you know, don't be afraid of nothing. Just do it. Mm -hmm. And I always tell my kids, you don't have to be afraid. You know, if you fail, at least you tried. I always say that. But that experience helped me a lot, you know, with fear and and as an artist and just to go for it. You know, the worst I could do is forget some lines. And if I forget some lines or I'm trying to pursue something else and it don't work, you know, at least I did try. You know, when yes, it keeps up, yes, that's what I always tell my kids. At least you tried, even if you failed. Fuck it, you tried. You tried. But you can't new. succeed without failing. Right. Right? That's, that's the whole thing. You ain't gonna succeed without failing. Right, Listen, right. Ain't nobody, and nobody just what they said. This, uh, um, success. People think success looks like this, but success no, looks like this. It's, right. it's a squiggly line. It's not. It's crazy. not a straight line. I'm sorry, Kim. I, I, what was no, no. It's you, just, saying, you have to fail. You got to fall on your face. You got to. But you, why you, you say that? Back, because you do it. Every anything given to you too easy is not even worth it. Like what's behind mm-hmm. it? How did that come so easily? Like, and even if something does come to you and it's taken away, is the reason why it's taken away? Okay, mm-hmm. this time maybe I need to focus more on this or that. So sometimes we don't know, but we do technically know what else we need to do and just keep, you have to get up. You're going to fall. You cannot succeed without failure. And if you do, please be careful. Reevaluate everything. 
you hear something, you got to sacrifice, you got to fail, you got to fall, you got to laugh, you got to cry, you got to, yeah. Yeah, 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 All yeah, that. absolutely. All and you know, failure, and 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 just to clarify some things, it, and it's, of course, it's okay to like feel bad about your failure. Right. I think that it's okay because I always want to make sure people deal with their emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So it's okay to feel it, to feel it but not, not okay to stay it, right? right? Not okay to stay in it, not okay right. to like see yourself as a failure because. You know, you and I have tried, Kimberly, I'm talking to Kimberly, I've tried a lot of different entrepreneurial things, right? Like, yeah, probably you too, and maybe you too. And some things, you know, obviously some things didn't work out because we hit doing something else, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> But that's you live and learn. Right. right. You know where you went wrong. Right. right. And that might not be your real niche. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Right. That was just something you was just playing like, around oh, with. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. Help you help you get over to it. Right. Right. So you try it and you be like, nah, I don't really want to do it. Like my daughter. She done bought the whole hand thing to learn how to do nails. She done bought all this makeup. She wanted to do makeup. She done sign up for all this stuff. <laughs> she, it's, none of it's lasted. None of it's lasted, but it's okay. Right. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you find the things that you like and you stick with it. Mm -hmm. You find the things that the universe wants you to really mm -hmm. share with other people. MC Evan, you have something to say about that? I don't want to act like MC Heaven. Just let me tell you, MC Heaven is on Zoom. Take Everybody else out. is here physically. She oh. couldn't make it here. So I'm Zooming. I'm, I'm trying to include her here. So I just wanted to let you guys know she's not physically in the room today. Hey, MC Heaven, what you want to say about failure? Um, Failure. Hmm. Good question. Um, If it happens, don't get discouraged. Don't beat yourself up. Um, just look at it another way, learn from it, mm. and something else. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. And failure is a good way to examine yourself, too, right? Mm. I think, Della, you said that, like, looking at yourself. One of you guys said that by, like, looking at yourself, like, this, how could I do it better? Or how could I, how could I, what did I learn from this experience mm -hmm. so that I don't do it the next time? Right. Or maybe just like, fuck it, I hate this shit anyway. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. Like exactly. some people would consider you like leaving your job and all that's failure, right? Like, oh, oh she left, right? Like, yeah. oh, she left all that shit. Uh -huh. And then the other piece of that is you don't know what God, the one thing that I try to be careful of, you don't know what God has placed in people's minds to do. Mm -hmm. right. my, my mission is not your mission. Right. I don't know what little voice is speaking to you, you know, what your connection is mm, that you right. that's telling you that you need to everybody want you to go right, but you know mm. you're supposed to go left. Mm -hmm. You right. just yeah. know it. Mm -hmm. You know, but every, and everybody's looking at you like, what? She gonna quit a job and she gonna do this and she gonna do that. Like when I was doing a podcast, I tell people I wanted to do a podcast, be like some people were like you know, some people were like, eh, yeah, and every and everything that I say that I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do. Um, you have to really believe it for yourself too. You know, I want to know. Did you want to say something? No, no. that's true. Richard. I want to know because I see. I feel like you all have, and I, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you all have had um some kind of enlightenment, right? Like some kind of enlightenment, like mm -hmm. seeing things a lot differently than a lot of people around you, maybe, mm -hmm. right? 
how does how does that work in this world for you like with family and friends and things like that how does that work when you want to when you want to dream big cuz i've heard once again my kids their family <clears throat> they want to do this but their family's like you need to get a job you need to do this you ain't really you know like how does that you know what hmm. sometimes you're going you're going to have people that support you and sometimes you're not not everybody's going to support you some people might laugh at me, like you said, they'll laugh at their dreams or close the door. But my thing is, um, who cares? Like, I mean, I've I've always been the type to just do what I want to do. Like, if if it's somebody talking to me, then yeah, then I guess I'm following whatever's speaking to me because I always do what I want to do. Like in the past, I've tried different type of companies, open up different types of companies, mm. and I know where I went wrong there. Or what I didn't like and said I would never do that again. Right, right, right. On to the next. And you, Kim? Well, you know, firsthand it was challenging. Um, mm. But I really didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I busted my behind for so many people. And what really did it was like, I sold 35 cars in my department and you fired me? Mm. Say no more. I know <laughs> what I gotta do. Mm. Ain't no way in the world. Like, and you gonna tell me it's my numbers? I can see if you say it was my attitude. You keep talking about this place is the plantation, and then because I did, I'm off to the plantation. I'm gonna pick cotton. Yay! Oh yes. And I said it to their faces. Uh, so that was the real deal. You call that shit a plantation. Yeah, yeah. Because Connecticut is the most racist, unracist state. But we, that's a whole nother but subject. Whole nother but, story, um, yeah, it I, wasn't. I, even, it was just the nerve. I didn't care about. It was the nerve. Like you should have just said something else. You should say your mouth is reckless. Right, right, You're right. Always on your phone because I was. I was promoting. I was writing poems while selling cards. <laughs> but I did what I had to do, and that's that's when I said because I was already going to work. Like my shows was banging out in New York, and I was constantly back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and it just made sense. I left my son here um, for his last year of high school. Nobody can't tell me shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the hardest. In the mix of, uh, of of going through your journey and stuff, you're, you're gonna lose a lot of people. A lot. Oh, <laughs> oh, let's talk about that shit. You're right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Why? 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 Why you say that? We're not understanding. Some don't understand. What you're they don't doing. understand. Some think what you're doing is a joke. Mm -hmm. Some people don't get it. What about the haters? Don't leave that out. I don't even like using that word because I don't I'm either. so incredibly loved. I that don't either. But that energy. If you even think about it, like, I, don't I got to keep focusing. <laughs> exactly. exactly. No, they don't, don't tell me this. my face. I, <laughs> I agree with y'all. Mm, right. Yeah. So I don't even yeah. focus on that. That's, yeah. It's not about uh, that. I didn't mean it like that. So I agree with you, Kim, 100%. It's mm -hmm. not really a word I like to use. But then again, that's mm -hmm. bringing that kind of vibe in your right. life. Mm -hmm. But what I meant by that is for me, I saw people that I thought loved me distance themselves from me like they'll see me in the street they know that i'm doing all this stuff in the community and stuff they won't even bring it up and it, for me it's kind of hurtful like because those are my like people that i thought was my people uh, you know just, right. 
your, your journey is your journey. It ain't. I still get slapped. It ain't gonna be for for that. Like even my performances, a lot of y'all, my blood ain't come to see me right away. Yeah, no, we didn't. No, <laughs> y'all yeah, wasn't thing. the first ones to buy my book. Let's, and I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. This oh. is just reality. It's just reality. It's just what it is. It's not that well, don't people don't that. necessarily support you or they don't share it. They don't like it. They don't like it. They don't hear me. I've had people who never like the post and send me money. <laughs> because they believe they I, they see me. I just don't say nothing. Like, y'all can't pay attention to that. Seriously. Mm. Seriously. And sometimes people dealing with their own demons. Yeah. And they don't know how to deal with oh, the blessings that you got. I yes. That yes. Message. Huh? My journey, I still get backlash pretty good. Like still, how? My, yeah. My hair. Uh, uh, what, the, what do you mean by that? Be, tell me more. Well, my hair journey, when I started my hair journey, a lot of people like, oh, you got beautiful hair. Why would you do that to your hair? The Spanish or, side. The Spanish. Yeah. That's why. Because you got locks now. Yes. Make it, no, right. Yeah, you got right. the locks so, now. So, it's like, I would get a, and I still do. Why do you have locks? It's, a, it's something I, I've always wanted to. Since I was like twelve, I've always wanted them, but to me, it's it brought on a lesson. It brought patience. Uh, uh, it's just a whole lot of connection. Like I, I stage my hair. I like I don't play about my hair. Like I know energies attached and stuff like that. Like so, to me, my hair has become a big part of my life. But it, it, it's shown me a lot. How to care about more, how to be more patient. How to... That's what's up. Wow, wow. So, you know, um, MC Heaven, tell me a little bit about this movie Relentless on Tubu. I want to talk about that a little Tubi. bit. Tubi. Tubi, sorry. On Tubu. Tubi, thank you for the correction. <laughs> you sounded like your mom. Nah, hold up. Hold up. Sorry, Heaven. Now, now you she sounded like my Tubu. Yeah. And she would slave yeah. these jobs to get them what they need 
I mean, top of the line stuff. And they told her that she cried. And she said, I'm so sorry that I used to always, because she would get on me about, why are you not working? Why are you not? Mm. She said, and she said, I wish that I would have spent time with my kids. Wow. So, him working at the car dealer and all wow. that. People look at the money, you yeah. know, but it's so, it's, it's stressful. Nursing is stressful. Um, there is some departments that you can go in that's not. But I was like, yo, I could be an entertainment nurse. Like, I could be a club. <laughs> 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 it should be anything you want. That's right. I agree. That's you got to be on stage when they look, you be like, dehydrated. Let, let me take your temperature. Ow, ow, ow. Let me get that blood work. For <laughs> 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 Hold on, hold on. You got my device. I can see you doing that no, stuff. Going in the room like it's MC about that because I just recently um, lost a friend from cancer, stomach cancer. And I just I can't I cannot I um I truly believe that part of that cancer was him not living his authentic life. You know, like holding that holding that in for so long, holding all that thing. And I really feel that when we don't live our authentic life and we don't follow our true callings and our true and our true um, selves and examine ourselves and try to change and all that shit. That's where physical sickness starts, man. Physical, yeah. He, he, you know, he kept so much, he lived such a, I don't want to say his story, but I'm just, I, 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 I wanted to express this to him, but people don't believe it. I wanted to say, yo, let yourself be. Let yourself be. He tried to in the end, though, in the end, because he and I would spend a lot of time together. So he really did try in the end. But I'm just saying that to say, you know, for these young kids listening, that that's what happens to your mind and body when you don't start, when you don't start like being your authentic self and living your true self and going to your calling. Then you know that's why when people reach like 50, they want to commit suicide. The what they call that midlife crisis. That ain't a midlife crisis. That's just that's really you reevaluating all the shit you didn't do for yourself all these years. Some people live their whole life. Yes. And then they go on vacation once a year, work to for to the same job for fifty years. I mean, that's good for everybody else, not me. <laughs> but I'm saying there's something to that, right? Like, what What do y'all think? What do y'all think about that? Like, living that kind That's how we taught. That's what we taught. I think for those that do live their life like that, because there's people, like, commit to their job, like, like, like a lot like, of people, oh, like, a lot of people. That is most of the world. Yes. 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 That comes right. back to that word. But my condition mm -hmm. and my thing is that 
your condition to make somebody else rich. Mm. So you're basically enslaving yourself. It's still slavery. You know, you're so right, Kim. That's why it I would is. say I'm on the plantation. Yes, yeah. it definitely is. It is a Water, form of slavery. The and same thing every day, every day single day. Don't come in on time. You get what? Written up. Mm. Then you get fired for selling 35 cars. Like, <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Gosh. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is, it is a way of life that I don't think is healthy. <laughs> it's, not, it's not healthy because at the same time, they become robotic. Mm, You're just doing the same thing from the morning, same pattern. You go get that same cup of coffee with that same muffin. Every day, every day, it's the same thing over and over. That's girl. It sounds like insanity. It is insanity. It is, and we don't even realize sometimes that's what we're supposed to do. Right? That's what we've been told. You know, I realize it. I know that's why I don't do it, and I don't even go on the train on the Monday because of the people's energy. Them having to go to work that Monday to a job that they are miserable at. I'm making my duty that any job I am given, every workshop or anything, Mondays. I don't know. Mm. You know, I look at my grandson. I look at my grandson. I learned so much from him. You know, because he's like little kids. When they when they say no, they just mean no. They're not trying to hurt right. your feelings. Right. Like I'll say, Malcolm, you want you want to do this? No. And he go back to doing what he's doing. I said, Well, damn. And I can't get mad either. You know? <laughs> and I, I, that's what I said. That we should all be doing that. Honor everybody's no, just like that, right? But once, as we get older, our no's are less valued. Mm-hmm. You know, our, lo- our no's are less valued. And then also, like, he just, um, you know, like, he he now doesn't want to go to daycare. He does, you okay, Kim? Yeah. yeah my Kimmy got hurt, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um. He doesn't really enjoy daycare, and it breaks my heart because it's it's a he's being conditioned already, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's only three; mm-hmm. he should be running the daycare. Like, ooh, daycare, right. let's go, go play. Right. I'll be able to use my imagination. I'll be able to just be my authentic self. Da da da. But he but knows there's his structures, like, right? Not only that, but you know just how college ain't for everybody. He feels like <laughs> do this and we do this at five and we know we're not doing that because we're doing this now so if he don't want to draw he got to draw even though he don't want to draw you know so that that's that's the condition that this world is in right now and And he'll do that for how many years until he goes into the work field and he'll be doing that for the rest of his life damn what we gonna do about that y'all and that's why sometimes you have to just that ain't gonna happen. He got to No, but I mean, you know, talking about it in general, talking about it in general, like for our people, like it is. I feel like we've gotten away from so so much of who we are as a people. people as people, I think there's, honestly, there's like a balance, right? Mm. There's there's those people who really are in that time in their life where they're just not there <laughs> and they might never be they, right? they might but they might because i wasn't there yeah, yeah. no i said so, but they yeah, might because they might never a be balance yeah. yeah so then 
Um, we have those who, you know, are and definitely have inspired other people. We were inspired by other things as well. Mm. And I think right now there's a lot of intelligent um, black entrepreneurs and mm. people who are definitely seeing a bigger picture. But then you got those people who are not. It's and not, it, But you just got to keep building and building and bringing it down to your generation and your generation. And hopefully it'll evolve to, you know, more and more. But we can't help the fact that that's what it is. And it, it's going to exist mm. unless we... Blow up and start all over again. You got those. It's that gonna think, exist because that's the that's the world we live in. You got those that think for themselves, and then you got those that believe everything else. Mm. Mm. And thank God, in a way, in a way, it's good that these young kids they do have social media in a way because they have a lot more resources than we had at their age. Yes, like I, I believe. Well, yes I said, and no. Yeah, I said in a way. Yeah. I said in a way, but in a way, they also they also know. I think they'll know a little bit more not to believe everything they hear a little bit more. And I also know. I also think that their expectations are higher mm -hmm. than what we had. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't have the Viola Davis, and uh, we didn't have the role models that they have now. And in that way, in that way, I feel that that's a good thing. But that's the thing. There's a balance. We have role models that are role models and role models that they're looking up to that are not role models. Yeah, yeah. That they're exploiting so as well. Right. So, again, it's just really about a balance. And um, I think it just leads from us to teaching and continuing. But they're, they're, they're learning. There's a lot of kids who won't take no crap either. They be like, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. giving you no two weeks. Like, bye, peace, I'm out of here. Like, know your work. Like, for real. Mm -hmm. Know your, I ain't even mad at nobody. Like, my son, we good. For mm -hmm. <laughs> real. MC Heaven, you want to add to that? I know. I wish your butt was here. I love you. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the social media, you're right. They can find out a lot of stuff. Everything is just right at their fingertips. Um, the only thing is, is um, the time that it could take away, you know, from them doing more creative stuff. Ah, um, got you, got you. So um, we almost at the end of our show, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it goes by fast. It goes by fast. They drove all the way over here from New York, y'all. So that on top of, you know, that makes it blessed, uh, even more blessing. And, and MC Heaven, I'm so sad that you missed eating some of this food. It was good, too. Oh, let's talk about the food. Let's talk really quickly about Sanctuary Kitchen. Let me just say Sanctuary Kitchen. Thank you so much for um, the food that you um, gave to the right to the show today. It was delicious. Everything was delicious. It was packaged well. Yes, yes. When I went to your restaurant, everyone was so kind. The customer service was really, really um, excellent. Thank you for taking the pictures with me. Sanctuary Kitchen is looking for volunteers, you guys. They work with immigrants. They help them to become dining entrepreneurs. Give them a shout out. All the information will be on the bottom of the notes of the show. Sanctuary Kitchen. Thank you so much again for the food. How was the food, it ladies? Was delicious. Ah, nice thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it was very fresh. fresh. Yes, yes, yes. The dumplings with the spinach in it and beans. I never had anything like the that before. Oh, the eggplant yeah. was seasoned so yeah. well. Yeah. 
Everything was delicious. Anyway, thank you, Sanctuary Kitchen, and more information will be about them. Any last words, lady, that you want to say? If you could say one thing to a young person who has a dream and wants to pursue it but is scared, what would you say? Della. Stay true to yourself. Kim? Yeah. I focus on more of the positive things that are going on than the negative. Keep going. Mm Try to highlight those those mm, negative because we tend to go to the negative yeah, right away. So I like that one too. MC Heaven, what would you like to tell a young entrepreneur with dreams? Stay persistent. Mm, what do you mean by that? Don't don't lose focus. Don't lose sight. Keep your dream. Just keep it straight ahead of you. No matter what's going on all around, if it feels like it's taking a long time, just keep your vision on that goal that you have mm. and work to it as much as you can mm, i love that thank you and i want to add to that listen to your listen to your heart listen to your heart listen to your gut if you're doing something that if you're doing something that feels good to you and feels right and you know you're walking in integrity and you're serving the most high and you're not doing any harm to anybody keep going keep going you're going to be afraid but keep going anyway keep going you know we do we all all of us we do it afraid (laughs) but we still do it we still do it because why because we have more hope and more faith than we are afraid. And we also are more, another thing I want to add to that, get to know yourself. Like um, we were talking about, get to know yourself, try different things. It may not be the first thing that's for you, but try different things. Once again, Della Smalls, thank you so mm-hmm. much for being here. And thank you for my gifts. Y'all can see it. I'm so happy. I would take pictures. I love gifts in my hat. My yes. hat. I'm taking pictures. <laughs> anyway, thank you. And Kim, thank yeah, you, my sister. It's the first time I ever have got her here. Yeah. I'm super happy we got we popped some cherries today. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you so much, Kim, for thank driving over so here much. and not feeling well and still coming. Mm-hmm. I got a plate for you to take home. Oh, sure. I don't know, MC, if you want to take some to um MC Heaven. I don't I know. I will I will put some extra for you, Mama. I if you want some. Nothing. Tell I got a cup of hot. Chocolate for her. <laughs> I got a cup of hot chocolate for her. So much. You know I love you, sis. Since <laughs> the first day I met you, I, you always were so sweet and kind. Thank you so much. You're part of the fam. Y'all all three, y'all two part of the fam already. Anyway. But thank you so much for your um for your time and um your talents and everything you do. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is Talk to My Podcast with Susan Henriquez. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for listening. Mwah. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's time to talk to my it's time to talk with listen. Time to talk to my. It's time to talk to my. It's time to talk to my.